Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. It's toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcasts. What's going on, everybody? It is Mike here from Ad Badger, and Steven, we are in the middle of the dog day's summer yes we are and do you even know what that phrase means no but we were uh we were talking about this right before we started recording and i looked it up uh, i guess so it says the dog days in finland i don't know why it gave me finland but it's uh july 22nd to august 22nd so yes indeed whoa we are in it it is it is the hot sultry days of summer <laughs> it's definitely an exciting exciting time for so many reasons we are just slowly letting the world know. And I'm personally excited and going to be really proud of our version two of our software, Stephen. Very exciting. Lots of meetings we've been having, lots of plans, lots of whiteboarding. That's going to be pretty epic. We are uh, finally going to be supporting Vendor Central in addition to Seller Central, be having international marketplaces, be supporting sponsored brands in addition to sponsored products, and a... Uh, a completely new bid optimizer tool, which I am personally most excited about. Super stoked about it. And uh, we will have more details on that as the time goes. I think I really view it as the tool that the Badgers always deserved. Agreed. It's going to be like our true version one. You know, it's like the thing that we always wanted. Yeah. But we'll have more details on that in the coming weeks. That's September 1st. Go to adbadger.com slash launch. If you're curious to check that out, got some perks, got some bonuses, maybe a little discount for you, adbadger.com slash launch. Steven, today we are talking about something in our that we never knew was going to happen. It is as if we were traveling in the Sahara Desert, sweltering heat, sweating. In the dog days. Totally lost in the in the dog days in Sahara, and we were praying for something. And today, we are excited to announce that that prayer is answered. Um, before we reveal what that is, the biggest issue with automatic campaigns has always been. Every time we explain it, we're like, "Oh, auto campaigns! You know, you launch your auto, you see what you see what isn't converting, and you add it as a negative." Really straightforward. The most obvious question after that was, well, what about what do I do with my negative, like the ASINs that I'm appearing for that are unprofitable, irrelevant, that I want to get rid of, that aren't converting? 
what do I do with those? Can I add those as a negative keyword? Like, will it block it in an auto? And we just talked about this. We're at episode 90 right now. Or 91. 90. You've got 90 in the podcast notes and 91 in the podcast notes. Oh, this is 90. <laughs> My bad. 90. So we just talked about this seven episodes ago, uh, episode 83. We talked about why can you not negative ASIN in an auto campaign? This was the biggest complaint. We dedicated two podcast episodes, 82 and 83, just to this very topic. That you basically, there's no way to block unprofitable, irre- irrelevant, can't block things you don't want to appear for on product pages in Amazon auto campaigns. This was a massive issue causing lots of pain and agony and not just existential, but real pain and agony because you have to spend money on things you actually didn't want to appear for. So this was like a real huge issue. Whew, I hated it. I hated it. And those prayers were answered. That's right. Yeah. I knew, I told you, I told you people from Amazon listen to this podcast. I think they listened to episodes 82 and 83. Also, yeah, so I think you you did a lot of buildup, but I don't think you officially said it, but... I didn't say it yet. As of this last week, Amazon has released negative product targeting for auto campaigns and auto ad groups. And the crowd goes wild. So that is definitely some earth-shattering news, bringing joy to advertisers all around. So you can right now jump into your Seller Central account Check out those auto campaigns that you got going. You can see at the campaign level and at the ad group level, there are now two tabs in the negative targeting section and you can navigate back and forth between negative uh, keywords and negative product targeting. They are rolling out this feature slowly. So not all accounts have access to this yet, but you will start, you, you might already see this access in your account or if you don't, it will be coming very shortly, they are rolling it full throttle. They like to just roll things out in batches just in case if anything breaks, they can patch it up quickly. But yes, like Mike was saying, uh, in episode 82 and 83, we were talking about a, a strategy we heard from an Amazon rep about a kind of roundabout way with this, how can you block certain ASINs from appearing in auto campaigns? And we tested it out, it didn't work. It's kind of unfortunate, but now I guess those two episodes are completely obsolete as well as other episodes where we talked about basically pausing the compliments and substitute targeting in auto campaigns and instead running category targeting. So, you know, we lost a lot of uh, good content, I guess, as a result of this, but ultimately we are stoked because this is definitely a much better outcome, not having to go through any of those workarounds anymore, but just being able to optimize your auto campaigns like you would anything else. Steven, they're not for nothing. You know, in a thousand years... When archaeologists are studying the early days of Amazon advertising, they'll go back and they'll listen to those episodes. We're chronologing, chronologing all of the early days of Amazon advertising. To me, good PPC marketing is all about fundamentals. Like it's not it's not so much the thing that you're doing, but more so the why that you're doing. So we have always sort of instructed, you know, our customers and and our listeners to even though you you know it wasn't doing anything, continue to keep track of those negative ASINs that you want to eventually add. Because we always knew in our in you know the back of our mind, like there's no way that Amazon advertising could be taken seriously without this eventually getting patched this this huge gigantic hole 
that you can't negative ASIN in auto campaigns, we just had to believe that it would get patched and that day has come. So this is huge. You know, negative keywords are one of the easiest, lowest hanging pieces of fruit to improve your campaign. If you, you know, so the big part of this episode is the announcement. You should go and you should do it. You should check if you have that opportunity and you should go and drop in some negative ASINs that aren't converting for you in your autos. So like, that's the big part, just a reminder. And for those of you that, you know, are maybe new to the show or new to your auto campaigns, uh, just FYI, like negative keywords are going to improve your conversion rate because you're going to be able to block things that don't convert. It's going to uh, improve your click-through rate because you're going to be able to get rid of things that generate loads of impressions, barely any clicks and no conversions. And it's going to help you improve your total ACoS uh, because it's going to allow you to block things that are spending a lot of money but aren't converting at all. So negative keywords boost your CTR, your click-through rate, they boost your CVR, your conversion rate, and they help improve your ACoS, i.e. lowering your ACoS by getting rid of things that spend money but not that don't convert. So to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. It's one of the easiest things in all of PPC advertising to do, which is run negative keywords. And I think the evolution of this term is gonna evolve, Stephen. I'm curious on your thoughts too. Like the whole concept of a negative keyword negative product target, you know, negative ASIN, all of these things. I'm starting to sort of throw these in a, my vernacular is evolving. I'm sort of just saying negative targets to encompass everything that you are blocking. I'm starting to just say targets to encompass everything that you are going out there and targeting like a keyword or a product attribute target. You think that'll catch on? Uh, well, I don't want to burst your bubble, but that is Amazon's. Give it to me. That's Amazon's terminology that, that they use. So I think that I think that's why you're starting to, to. I didn't think of it. I I feel like a musician that like creates a song, but really they were thinking of another song. Yeah, yeah. So they start. So in their ad groups, you'll have a targeting tab, and the, and then you'll have a negative targeting tab, and then you can have negative keyword targeting. Or but yeah. So Amazon has just been calling it targeting. However, I would say as far as advertisers and sellers go, not everybody is is starting to call them targets. So yes, we have internally started to call it targeting as Amazon has started to do that. But there's still a lot of people who don't do that. In fact, when I was Googling earlier just to see on this podcast what kind of uh, content was covered on it so far, so I Googled negative ASIN targeting Amazon PPC. And one of the top results, well, number one is Ad Badger. Number two is a question posted on Seller Central. And someone said, this is how they asked the question. They said, can you set an ASIN as a negative keyword in PPC? So yeah, there's still definitely people who, because keyword, you know, yeah, keyword is generally just, because, well, yeah, because I guess Amazon's also the first one to actually have product targeting, right? Because you don't have product targeting in like, you know, Google ads or anything. You target, you target keywords. So yeah, Amazon is the first to introduce product targeting. And so that's why, yeah, we are kind of switching over the terminology to just saying targeting your targets, your target bids, your negative targets. So this is all encompassing. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again, if you've been listening to the show for the last 89 episodes, you know, hopefully you know how to do this. And this is 
you know, the goal of every show is to give you something so that you can immediately turn off the episode when it's done, not now, when it's done, uh, and go to your campaigns and actually do something. So this is the thing to do. And that's sort of our, our watermark for if it was a good, successful episode. So I feel like we've got that. And just in case, you know, you're relatively new to this, the way that you will do this is basically as you are running your auto campaign, you will go and download a search term report. Uh, that search term report, uh, which is another term that needs to be updated, really. Um, but your search term report will just show That's you. That's true. Yeah, the, the ASINs come in the search term column. Right. The ASINs show up in the search term column. So that search term report will show you all of the ASINs you have been appearing for in your, like that were triggered by your auto campaign. You'll go in and you'll look through there for any ASINs that are misbehaving and you will add them as a negative product target, uh, thus blocking them, thus getting a better click-through rate, better conversion rate, and a better ACoS. And the question that always comes from that, Stephen, is like, what should I be blocking? Like, when is something bad enough to be blocked? What are your thoughts on that? So it always varies from seller to seller. Some people uh, will have like just hard and fast rules like, oh, if it spends over or if it gets over 20 clicks, 30 clicks, no sales, block it. What I think is a much better idea is to go off of your industry average conversion rates or even better yet, your own conversion rates. So what I mean by that is if you have a, let's just say you have a very expensive item that, you know, it's an extremely expensive product. Uh, really competitive space, you know, your product sells for like $1,000 or something, and you average a 1% conversion rate. That means on average, it's going to take 100 clicks to get a sale. So you don't want to block anything once you get 20 or 30 clicks. What you do want to do is block anything that hasn't converted around the time when it should convert based on your average conversion rate, and something that's worse than that. So let's use different numbers here. Because the average conversion rate on Amazon is about 10%, that means around every 10 clicks, you should be getting a sale. So if something is around 20 or 30 clicks and you still haven't gotten a sale, that means you're, uh, you're averaging, you know, two to three times worse than your, yeah, you're, you're sorry, you're trending towards two to three times worse than your average conversion rate. So in that case, 20 to 30 clicks is good. So to summarize my point here, understand your average conversion rate and then take that click threshold and double it or triple it. And so if you normally convert on 100 clicks, anything with 200 clicks, you're going to want to block. You want to give yourself a little bit more room for some lower converting items that are still converting. And yeah. Yeah. And that's generally the threshold. You know, I'm a part of um, a friend's forum uh, and they had a conversation about Facebook ads and the exact same thing. Like, how long do you let something go until you stop it from going? Like, how much do you spend on an ad or how many clicks do you give an ad or whatever until you pull the plug on it and create some new kind of iteration of your Facebook ad? Same thing applies here. Like, how often should you let something appear, get clicks, spend money before you pull the plug on it? And generally, the, you know, best practice and really for any platform is going to be about two to three times whatever it should have done. So just like you mentioned, you know, if it's a 10% conversion rate, it should have converted once every 10 clicks. As soon as you get two times that, so that's 20 clicks or 30 clicks, you need to start paying attention and you can kind of stack these two. So like maybe you might say, Hey, if something had 20 clicks, but the clicks were insanely cheap, 
I'll let it go a little bit further. So then you might start doing these sort of additive rules. So over maybe 20 clicks, and it also has to spend over 20 bucks in order for me to like really get rid of it. So you can do stacked rules like that. That's kind of uh, neat too. But to keep it simple, basically everything with over 20 clicks without a conversion or over 30 clicks without a conversion could sort of get under that chopping block and make that decision. And then you can slap chop it away. Yeah. One final thing, and this is just a tip for you guys, especially people who you know, love Excel and, and feel comfortable with Excel sheets. One unfortunate thing about seeing ASINs in your search term reports is that you don't know what that ASIN is because a lot of times, you know, with your search terms, you know, if you're getting actual search terms for your keyword targets, you will see that there is, as you're, as you're looking through it, you can, you can sometimes identify search terms that are irrelevant and maybe see some, some trends that are going on. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see those because you can read them, but ASINs, you can't just read and understand what the ASIN is. So here's just a a couple quick tips. You may already know this, but just to help you out in case you don't, rather than having to copy that ASIN, go to Amazon, search for the ASIN, try to find the ASIN on the page. And and if any other ads are targeting that ASIN, they're going to be on the search page too. And that'll kind of be confusing. What you can do is just type in this URL into your web browser. It's amazon.com slash DP, as in dinosaur, Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl begins with a P, Pokemon. right? <laughs> That's oh going to be super gosh. confusing, though. Yeah, dinosaur Pokemon, DP. So Amazon.com. Be an international audience. <laughs> international audience, Steven. Pterodactyl. <laughs> Silent P. All right. There's, there's a children's book that's like the worst spelling book, and it's just all of those words. I don't know. Dinosaur came to mind, and then there was a P, and it was like pterodactyl. So anyways, yeah. it's uh, Amazon.com slash DP slash, and then there you would just paste the ASIN, and that takes you directly to the product page. I guess you could think DP of that, like direct product. I don't know. Anyways, De- I don't know what it actually Detail page. Oh, details page. Oh yeah. Pro- like product, I think it's, yeah, product detail page. Yeah, so it'll take you straight there. So you can you can type that in, find those ASINs faster. What I like to do in these contexts is I'll actually add another column and I will type in amazon.com slash DP slash and leave it at that. And then I will use the concatenate function and just Google that if you don't know how it is or what it works. Um, and I'll concatenate that URL header with the actual ASIN in the, in the customer search term column. And then I'll have a full column with all the URLs and I can just literally click on any of those. So if there's any ASIN, I'm looking through my search term report, I see any ASIN that has a lot of clicks, isn't doing well, not converting well or high A costs, I can just click on those URL links super quickly, jump to those pages, see if, that, if I still want to be targeting that ASIN or if I want to add it as a negative. So hopefully that's helpful for you guys. I use it all the time. That's awesome. It's a really nice feature to put into Ad Badger version 2.0 where you can like view all your search terms and then just click on the ASIN to see what it is. Maybe you can even have it in there without even needing to click on it. That, that could be pretty neat. Um, but yes, absolutely positively use negative ASINs in your auto. I mean, to me, part of the reason why I like negatives so much is because it's like a guaranteed boost, like there's no mistakes that you can make unless you're adding things that are actually performing well. So, I mean, getting rid of anything with over 30 clicks without a conversion, you're going to make your account one bit better. And I think that's it, Stephen. Anything else to add here? It's kind of straightforward. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot about negative keywords. So if you want to hear more about just like negative targeting strategies, which I guess now we just got to call it negative targeting instead of negative keywords, 
Um, go check out our previous episodes. We've talked a lot about them in the past, including the everything you need to know about negative keywords episode, which will have to be branded to brand rebranded to everything you need to know about negative targeting. But there we have it. That's it. Well, have a good one, everybody. And we will see you right here next week for episode 91. Adios. Thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den podcast. Our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned. Be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you. And you can always head over to adbedger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Badger, are you ready to go back to camp and rest up for tomorrow? What a good boy.